640. More stimulating talk. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon the day after Christmas. I hope you've had a wonderful holiday. I hope you've had the luxury of having this day off. I don't. But it's good to be here with you on this Tuesday. Let me tell you, this holiday is one that's going to be emotionally up and down for me. Because with every holiday, we know that the advent of new laws are going to be on the books in just days. And if you know me on any level, on any level, you know that I have been previously and will forever be in the future against the legalization in terms of recreational use of marijuana. I'm clear. It's passed. I'm clear. It goes into effect January 1. I'm clear there's nothing I can do about it, and this is not unforeseen. I knew that this was going to eventually happen. Just because it has doesn't mean that I'm have to be, I have to be uh, good with it, and I have to be down with it. I have to support it. But this is something I've noticed in terms of people who support recreational use of marijuana. Many people, and yes, I'm broad brushing at the moment. It may not apply to you specifically or personally. But in a more general sense, many people don't even know what this legalization will mean for them. In other words, most people don't know just the basics. And let me just go over some of the basics. Or actually, let me back up. A question I usually get is, Mo, why are you so against recreational marijuana use? Well, and I got Blake's attention. I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything. I'm against it because I have never been for anything which may intrude upon me. In other words, I could just walk by you and smell whether someone is, has been using marijuana. The smell is putrid to me. I can smell when my next door neighbors are using it. I can't smell or be impacted when they're drinking. And I'm not going to get into some debate about which is more dangerous or which is more harmful to your body. Hell, cigarettes are harmful to your body, probably more so than both, and they're still legal. That's never been an issue for me. I'm just saying I never wanted to see a day in which we would sell marijuana or have it as accessible in a way that we have alcohol. I don't want it available in grocery stores or whatever, whatever, and Yes, it's still going to be regulated to a certain degree, and people have to know it is still something which can get you put in jail. There are a lot of things which have been legalized for recreational use, including alcohol, as we all know, which can get you put in jail if misapplied. The most common way, and that we all know, is driving under the influence. And when we say DUI, we mean exactly that driving under the influence. But with marijuana, come January 1, I know that there's someone who's going to be slick and say, well, I wasn't smoking. I wasn't ingesting. It was my passenger. You have to know the law. It is still prohibited for anyone in the car. This is after January 1. Prohibited for anyone in the car, be a driver or passenger, front seat, or backseat, to have been smoking, to be smoking, whatever, in the car for obvious reasons. Why? Because you may be impacting the driver. Secondhand smoke, what have you. 
So ultimately, that is not going to change. And if anything, it's probably easier to then dis, uh, discern whether a driver has been impaired. You can't do it through a test, in which is .08 in terms of alcohol, but people will go to jail simply because they've been impaired. And people forget that you can go to jail for being impaired for any type of legal medication. Sleeping pills, whatever impairs your ability to drive, that can get you arrested. So don't think that because marijuana has been legalized in a recreational sense that you do not have any duty to observe the laws which are going to be on the books, which include not using it as a passenger in an automobile. That's first and most importantly. Secondly, the question I always get and other people ask and wonder Well, can I grow it at home? Yes, you can, but only to the amount of six different plants. I don't know why that number was used. Because they also say that you can use the harvest of whatever those six plants are. Does that mean if the six plants provide seeds that you can plant those seeds? I don't know. But according to the law, you can only grow six plants at home. And then the question is, what is at home? You know, over What amount of area are you allowed to do this? And I've always wondered, as we move away from cigarette smoking as a society, we've seen more and more um, advertising pushing us away from cigarette smoking. I'm actually surprised in terms of marijuana that we haven't more completely moved to the side of edibles and oils and things of that nature, which people could quote-unquote, enjoy marijuana without necessarily having to smoke. I think I've tried it maybe once in my life, no exaggeration, and it didn't do anything for me, so I never developed any affinity for it. I never developed any desire for it, and the smell has always been putrid to me, so I never had any desire to figure out if it would work for me. And especially now, you would think that people would find other ways. I don't know. Uh, Does anyone here, does anyone smoke marijuana? Never, not once. Yeah. Joey, anyone? Uh, maybe in the past, you know, there may have been some. Maybe, that possibly. Drifted into my lungs or something, yeah. Either. All right, then let's say your friends. Did they believe that smoking it would bring about a quicker or better high as opposed to ingesting it? Yes. Yeah, definitely. In general, sure. Okay. Instant. Instantaneous with uh, smoking. Really? Yeah. It wasn't instantaneous for me. Really? Well, you know, yeah. they do say that the first time... You smoke marijuana, like you're not going to feel it. There's a, I don't know if it's just an urban kind of legend or myth or kind of thing like uh-huh. that, but it's certainly uh, a well-known uh, underground kind of rule of thumb almost. I don't know? get it. I, I, I'll not be to say the, you should go out and try again. No, I'm saying, <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first to say, I don't get it. I don't get the fuss. Well, my anything. understanding, too, is also a not knowing, just going conversations I've had with people. That smoking it and ingesting or like different kinds of highs that you get as well. Oh, because okay. when you smoke it, it's more of a head high. It it it, it makes you uh it, the impact is more the up top. But when you eat it and you take in like the weed butter or something like that, mm-hmm. it links to the fats in your body and it creates more of a body high, which can last longer and it'll draw out longer because your body has to burn it back out. It's, it's also hard to uh, to to gauge your dosage when you're eating it. Uh, because, you know, you can't exactly – like when you're smoking it, you know, you can just pick off a little bit of what you're going to smoke. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're eating it, you know, you, they'll oftentimes tell you you should break it in half or something first and check your dosage. Like that, start out low and 
work your way up to a higher dose. They'll say eat it, sit there for 30 minutes, exactly right, wait yeah. for it, see how you're feeling, mm-hmm. and then go. Because there's a lot of people who like pound a cookie and they're like, well, I've smoked weed before. And I just pounded this cookie, and I don't feel anything. I'm going to eat a second cookie. Yeah. And then they eat that second cookie, and then 40 minutes later, they're just laying on the couch, and they can't move. Fateful last words, right? Uh, I don't care. Okay, Monica, your turn. Oh, you want me to do the news now? No, 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 no. no. No, 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 no. No, No, before you go to news, you have to go on the record here. (laughs) No. Okay, I thought I'd ask. (laughs) This is the Gary Shannon Show. Mo Kelly for Gary Shannon. KFI AM640 and... Monica refuses to tell us anything about whether she's ever had marijuana in her life. No, so I guess I, she'll I mean, have to I give ha- us the news. I have. I have. I have. I'm not like a, I don't smoke every day. I don't not do. Every, no, yeah. Every, no. I don't smoke all the time. No, like, no, no, I don't do it. I've never bought it in my life, but I can't say that. Oh, you have I've someone never, buy it for you. Well, I can't say I've never tried it. I can't say I've never tried edibles. I, can't, mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Okay. A lot of stuff you can't say. Can't yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah. Not do it and do the news. Right, right. Go ahead. Okay. KFI, AM640, more stimulating talk. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Mo Kelly. Billy in for Gary and Shannon this day after Christmas. If you're not familiar with me, I host the Mo Kelly Show Saturdays and Sundays here on KFI from 6 to 8 p.m. And I always love hearing from you. You can always tweet me at Mr. Mo Kelly, M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y. For example, I got this very, very nice tweet from Lynn Lohman, at AeroLynn1, A-E-R-O-L-Y-N-N, number one. Lynn says, Mr. Mo Kelly, wow, wow, wow. And this goes back to our discussion of the knifing incident during the Christmas giveaway, toy giveaway in Detroit. Wow, wow, wow. Can't believe you don't know why someone in Detroit wouldn't carry a knife for protection. Have you been to Detroit? Actually, I have. My mother grew up in Detroit. I spent many a summer in Detroit. I'm very familiar with the city. Uh, yes, I'm very familiar with the city. Thank you. She goes on. Some research, I thought Handel, as in Bill Handel, spelled his name wrong. I thought Handel said some dumb-ish. Damn, you take the cake today. Lynn, let me first thank you for that very nice tweet. And I accept it and receive it in the spirit in which it was sent. But, but let me let me put it like this. Yes, people do carry weapons more generally for protection. But specifically carrying it to a place where it's like a charity giveaway, that's less likely acceptable behavior. Like taking a gun to a kid's six-year-old birthday party or something like that. Just because you have it or just because you and, – and it's nice of you to just go ahead and broad brush Detroit as just the city of crime. It's had an economic downturn for quite some time, but it's not like it's the south side of Chicago. How do I know? Because I'm a little bit more familiar with Detroit than you are. But I appreciate what you're saying. You're completely okay with taking a knife to a Christmas toy giveaway and brandishing it if there should be a fight which breaks out. You're good with that. I'm not. You're welcome to do that. But do note in the story, I, I highlighted the woman with the knife who you wanted to give the benefit of the doubt for carrying was arrested and her children were taken away. So tell me, who probably had a better approach to what was acceptable behavior? Me or you? And judging, looking at your Twitter profile, this is only the 
third tweet that you've ever sent and you have two followers, I'm guessing me. Thank you very much. Hit me at Mr. Mokelly, M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y. And I was really over this last segment, so I'm going to have to abridge this topic real quick. So let me just go back to the whole marijuana discussion. I forgot to say this one thing. People wanted to know what you can and can't do. The most important question that I always hear time and time again is, well, can I smoke in public? No. That's key. Some people believe that because it will be legal in a recreational sense, that there aren't any consequences or penalties to behavior. And if anything, I want to be able to protect you from yourself, regardless of how much you may approve of it, like it, or think that it's going to change your life. You can't just arbitrarily blaze up in public. And not only that, a good rule to follow is if tobacco smoking is not allowed in a certain area, then you definitely can't do it in terms of marijuana. You can't do it, I think, within a thousand feet close to a, a school. So if so if anything, if you plan to actually partake in the recreational use of marijuana, I'm not going to. But if you are, make sure you know the rules. And let me give you the specifics. State law has specific guidelines for where not to light up, including not being within 1,000 feet of a school or a daycare center when kids are around. And, of course, no smoking while driving or as a passenger. If you can cover just those rules, you'll probably be okay. Where I suspect there will be a grace period where officers, I suspect, don't hold me to this, but I suspect that there will be some lighter policing in the beginning to make sure people know the laws, understand the laws, and will start respecting the laws. At least know in advance for yourself so you don't get yourself in a really bad situation. And also, this is something that I think young people need to know. Just because something may be legal in a state sense, it does not mean that you can't be fired from your job for it. Don't think that jobs will not be able to drug test you for marijuana and also fire you if and when you fail. Because their requirements are not the same as what's legal. There are plenty of things which are legal which can also get you fired. Twitter is very legal, and Twitter has gotten a lot of people fired, for example, like Lynn Lohman, who doesn't have a job. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon. I know that was mean. It was funny, but it was mean. It was true, but it was mean. Mr. more stimulating talk. Mo Kelly here. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm sitting in for Gary and Shannon for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year. And maybe even a little bit after that. We'll see. Before the break, I was going to get into the story, but I got sidetracked by this very nice tweet that I received. But this is actually in connection to marijuana in in another way. You know how as we we get closer to the new year, people are starting to think about their New Year's resolutions in terms of maybe losing weight, eating better, getting into the gym, a combination of all of that. And since some people are going to be smoking marijuana 
it makes me wonder in a larger sense why people smoke at all for any reason. I saw this study and I've only had maybe one cigarette in my life. And my parents used to smoke up until about the age of 40. And my sister and I got them to stop smoking, thank goodness. And I've seen a, a market decline in society in general, saying nothing to those ad council commercials. But just in general, we as a society have moved away from tobacco smoking, which is a good thing. But I've always wondered, and this is part and parcel connected to marijuana smoking, but why people will want to smoke at all. There is a study where it has been demonstrated that people are able to identify smokers based on only their facial features and often associate these features as being less attractive. So if you would like to be sexier in the new year, put down the cigarette. A recent study from the University of Bristol in England had 590 volunteers look at 23 twin faces in which one twin was a smoker and the other was not. The team then had a separate set of 580 volunteers look at the 23 twin faces and indicate which was more attractive. Twins were equally split between men and women. Volunteers were recruited using the prolific academic crowdsourcing platform and there was no restriction on their age or where they lived. The results revealed that 70% of the time, volunteers were able to pick which twin was the smoker based on nothing but their facial appearance. In addition, the volunteers often chose the non-smoking twin as the more attractive twin. It wasn't like they had cigarettes hanging out of their mouth. It was a function of, just seeing the effects of smoking had on the twin, or at least it diminished the, the, the attractiveness of the facial attributes of one of the twins. And we all know the damages of cigarette smoke on the skin. They should be well known at this point. Smoking, if you didn't know, let me just help you out with that. Deprives your skin of oxygen, and over time, this can change your complexion and cause uneven coloring. Also, smoking can damage the collagen in your skin. As a result, skin is more likely to develop to develop deeper wrinkles and sag worse than the skin of a non-smoker. In addition, uh, a long-term habit can cause you to develop significant wrinkles around your mouth, and that has nothing to do with, I don't know, emphysema, lung disease, lung cancer, or any of those other things which could lead you closer to death. I'm just talking about the physical appearance. My generation was very different from my parents' generation. My parents' generation, they grew up where everyone smoked. I was having a conversation with my mother last night, and we just know more now. She was telling me, Mo, uh, I smoke and drank with you while you were in the womb. I was born in 69. It was a different world back then. I turned out relatively okay, as far as I know, as far as I know. But everyone smoked a lot. Back then, and I've never developed any desire to. My generation smokes less than my parents' generation, and I'm quite sure this younger generation smokes less than our generation. There's more knowledge. There is just a better sense of what smoking can do to you. Uh, when I was in high school, the goal was to start smoking. Kids would, you know, would sneak around what we would call 
BLers behind the library, they would go behind the library to smoke cigarettes, marijuana, whatever. Seems like a pretty attainable goal. Yes, that's why they were called BLers. They were not. <laughs> it the doesn't highest. sound like much of a challenge. Yeah, they they weren't striving for high goals in life. But Blake, how old are you now? I'm 26 now. Okay. So I'm old enough to be your father, so we're like separate generations. Yeah. When you were growing up, what was the feeling about uh, tobacco smoking? Uh, there was – that was not like – it wasn't a cool thing to do anymore. Like the, it seemed like the people who did it, it was for the scene they were in. Mm-hmm. It was like the kids who were in the band or whatever. Like it was It was kind of that – not the marching band. I was going to say because you need the, the wind capability. No, not, <laughs> not that, but more like you know if they were in the, the rock bands and stuff like that. It went along with the scene, not so much the – the to for the majority mm-hmm. by the time i was in high school vaping had come around too oh wow yeah, yeah. so you were in high school relatively recently in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. so it was vaping had kind of turned into more what people would turn to and joey when when you were growing up where were you mm-hmm. growing up where uh-huh. uh here in la okay san fernando valley and what was the scene like for you as far as smoking well for me i'm a bit older than blake i'm 34 so i do remember when we were kids you know you know, going out and like sneak a cigarette out of the ashtray or something like that that we might find on the wow, street. You're, you're desperate. Well, hey, I mean, if we do that now, we're desperate. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're kids. You know, we go mm-hmm. see, oh my gosh, you know, it's so, uh, so bad, so rebellious, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't to be cool, though. Uh-huh. We weren't, that wasn't the, the goal. Yeah. I don't think there's any allure for people, I'll say millennials, to smoke at all. What about with you, Monica? Um, I'm 34 as well, and there was See, wasn't... I did not ask your age. I did no, not. No, it's okay, yeah. but everybody else Fourth is saying coming. it. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> um, no, I never wanted to. I never... My friends didn't smoke. My parents never smoked. My grandparents didn't smoke, so it was never around me. I never wanted to. I think I tried my first cigarette in college, and it was gross. I didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, I never yeah. got it. I, I'm told that you get a little bit of a lightheaded sensation. Yeah, I didn't relax. like that feeling. I felt like I was going to throw up. And yeah. then you know a little science. Well, you're lightheaded because you're depriving yourself of oxygen. I have a funny story. I remember I used to work with a guy, Garrett, and he started smoking, and it made him lightheaded just like that. And he didn't really like it. And he's like, well, you know, what I'm going to do is, is just keep trying it until I don't get lightheaded anymore. And so by that point, that he wasn't lightheaded anymore. <laughs> he had emphysema. Yeah, well, <laughs> but he was certainly addicted. He was definitely addicted mm-hmm. by that point. Yeah, so. Oh. Not the most logical, maybe. <laughs> well, just in case you're thinking about starting to smoke or if you want to be sexier in the new year, know that when you start smoking or continuing to smoke, you are becoming less sexy to people and they can see it all over your face. I will say that dating wise and like using all these dating apps, if someone says they're a smoker, I immediately just it's a turn off. Oh, like, that was, just, yeah. yeah. Deal breaker. Can't do it. Deal no. breaker, because not only are you smoking, which I can't get with. Yeah, it's the odor in terms of your clothes. Yeah, it's not everything. just your looks. It's yeah. on you. It's like a it's a s- smell that uh, just permeates. And smokers don't know it. Evidently, mm. they don't realize it. But I have a very, very, very um, low sense of smell due to a head injury, they think. But I can smell very little. Certain uh, odors and aromas do jump out at me. Smoke, marijuana, things of that nature absolutely do. Yeah. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm O'Kelly. In for Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. 
It's the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon on this day after Christmas. And for me, part of Christmas, our say, tradition, if you will, is watching the basketball games, the NBA games. This year, we also had some NFL games on as in the NFL moved around their schedule to have, a, I guess, a competing presence. But usually it's just the NBA, which is on Christmas Day. And, of course, the Lakers were playing. And if you know me, you know I am a Lakers fan through and through. But the past four or five years have been pretty, pretty painful. They're painful for a number of reasons. There's losing, and I understand that. But there's losing and seemingly having no direction. And with no direction as a franchise, then there's nothing to hope for moving forward. You can have a bad team, but if a team has direction, then you know that there is an underlying plan in place to bring more talent to the organization. That was not the case for the past four or five years. There has been tremendous hope with the change in management and leadership where you have Magic Johnson running the team, Rob Palenka, who's the new general manager, had the number two pick overall, which they used for Lonzo Ball. They traded D'Angelo Russell, a previous number two pick, and in exchange, without giving you all the steps in between, they ended up with Kyle Kuzma, rookie this year, who is leading the team in scoring and, by all accounts, is a future star in the league, a future star. Not a decent player, not just a good player, but a star. He's the first rookie since Magic Johnson to have four 30-point games in his rookie season. He's the first rookie since Jerry West to have three of them consecutively. Kyle Kuzma is a real deal. For all the things we've heard about Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo has not been doing poorly. He's been up. He's been down. He's been serviceable. He's had moments in which he's been pretty damn good, actually. But now he's even out with a shoulder injury. The ups and downs, the vicissitudes of a struggling franchise trying to return to relevance and prominence. Last night, I watched the team, and although two of their starters were out and one of the prominent bench players, it seems like this team is still searching for an identity. And until they find their identity, they're still going to struggle with mediocre teams like Minnesota who just ran them off the court last night. I so desperately want my Lakers to get back to the point where they can threaten for a playoff spot, but they're just not there. They're a good two, three years away. They have a core group of players who are serviceable. They're decent. They're not a playoff team together. They are tradable pieces. And if you follow the NBA closely enough, there are rumors, and I don't know how factual they are, but there are rumors that they have a chance to get LeBron James, who is still the greatest player on the earth, to come to the franchise next season, even though LeBron... No way. Not with Dwayne Wade just coming to... Dwayne Wade is 36. I believe this is his last season. I honestly do. No. I honestly do. No, I think he's got a couple more in him. He's in fighting shape right now. He's 36 and coming off the bench and playing maybe 20 minutes. He's playing well. But when he plays those 20 minutes, he puts up double digits every time. Right. And if anything, when when you're playing with LeBron James, that makes it more possible, if only because LeBron James is going to get the focal point. He's He's going to be the focus of every defense. No, Dwayne Wade has been playing wonderfully, but I just know that 
LeBron James doesn't have that type of loyalty to anyone or any city. Yeah, but he I left think, I think he was part of the reason Dwayne Wade came to Cleveland. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think at least he's got another year or two there. Two, I'd say two or three. He does. I don't know if LeBron does. That's what I was talking about. My guess is. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying whether yeah, Dwayne Wade retires or not will not preclude from LeBron James doing whatever he wants to do because LeBron has left Dwayne Wade before. And Dwayne, Dwayne Yeah, knew. but after years and after a couple rings. And listen, I'm a Heat fan. I'm from Miami. My condolences. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean... They had some great years together, and I yes. think they're trying to recreate that in Cleveland. And if they get really close, or if they, you know, they have that magic again this year, he just started. Well, that matters. That they, matters. Yeah. Winning changes everything. Dwayne didn't have that. They they had that conversation before he went up there. They're best friends. He, him and LeBron said, yeah. LeBron, you know, if LeBron is considering L.A. or whatever, he told Dwayne, hey, man, I can't make promises other than this one year. If, because, if, and... I because I, I, I think it's somewhere in between. It wouldn't surprise me if LeBron left, and I think if LeBron leaves, leaves, totally plausible that Dwayne retires. Yeah, but I yeah. think if LeBron stays, then that one or one more year from Dwayne might happen. If LeBron leaves, I do believe Dwayne will retire, but I don't think that if LeBron had plans to go to LA, that. Dwayne would have left Chicago. I, I don't think LeBron's decided yet. I think LeBron yeah. was saying, hey, dude, I'm letting you know that I'm playing out playing out this year in Cleveland, and I'm going to see how L.A. looks like it's progressing, how Lonzo's doing, how Julius Randle's doing, how all those pieces are doing. We're going to see if Paul George wants to go out there with me or whatever. And, that matters as well. And I think, he, I think he told Dwayne before it all happened, I'm looking at that just so you know. I haven't decided one way or the other, but I might end up in L.A. after this year. Man, I don't think that if he gave him a heads up like that, that Dwayne would have been like, all right, yeah, I'll pick up my life and yeah. leave. Who won't vacation in Ohio for a year? Everybody would do that. Oh, God. I, I don't think that anyone uh-uh. knows what LeBron is going to do. And I think everyone knows that if you're going to play with LeBron, it may not be for any extended period of time at this point. I don't think that he. LeBron would have gone ahead and told Cleveland he was going to stay if he had made that promise to Dwayne Wade. But we'll find out very soon. I don't think he's coming to L.A., but for other reasons. This is the Gary and Shannon Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for Gary and Shannon KFI AM640. More stimulating talk.